right, so I'm here today with Matt Mort, uh, the one, the only amazing YouTube editor, YouTuber extraordinaire. And I think what's really cool is how we met uh, <laughs> several yeah. years ago at VidCon. What was that, mm-hmm. 2018 maybe? 2018, yeah, yeah. Um, you were doing like a, a vlog kind of Dobrik style kind of thing. I don't mm-hmm. remember what you're doing, but you were just a kid, like, like <laughs> in high school, I think. I don't remember. Yeah, well, no, I wasn't in high school. I think I was uh, just fresh was out, out of out of college, actually. How old? What the heck? Yeah, I know. Do you know how old I am? No, I thought oh, you're. Uh, I thought you're like 22 or something. Currently, or or back then? Currently, you're older than that. Yeah, I'm almost uh, 26. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. you would have been. Uh, so you would have been. Yeah, fresh out of college then. So like twenty one. Yeah, 20. something like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You just felt. <laughs> you felt so young. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. I get that. That's amazing. I am so sorry that I misjudged uh, that That's situation. Okay. It's all um, good. But uh, we met at VidCon, and you were like. Uh, tell me what you were doing back then because it was really cool some of the videos that you were uh making back in 2018 (laughs) right uh man it's so like all over the place i was just trying to figure out like what to do um i feel like i have a bit more like structure now but back then it was all trying to kind of i loved the spontaneity and and uh absurdity or over the topness i guess of like the david dobrik videos yeah um where he almost like or even like l, l. mills how they like take something kind of the, the little pity on things like they take the smallest little opportunity to like get back at somebody like by marrying their sister or marrying like or whatever <laughs> you know yeah. um and i really liked those type of videos and i, I never went to that extent i, I had some ideas of, of that but uh, yeah, I, th- I think at the time I might've, uh, I think I came up to you cause you looked familiar for some reason that I like must've saw you somewhere online. So I okay. struck up a conversation and I, I, I don't know <laughs> if I, I might've filmed with you, uh, asking yeah. about David Dobrik cause I wanted to do like some sort of six degrees of separation with David Dobrik or that something like it. that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah I remember yeah. that. I remember that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that didn't, didn't, didn't really fall through with that, but yeah, was, I think. Uh, I think I remember this this confrontation now that you bring all this up. I'm it's all coming yeah. back to me. Uh, right, right. I think you you thought you recognized me, but then I tried like listing a bunch of things. You're like, no, 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 and like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe you didn't. You never did see me, and you just maybe. Maybe I just have a familiar face. Yeah, um, I, I I watch a lot of YouTube too, so I probably saw you <laughs> in like some random YouTube video or something too. Well, yeah, I mean, if you were researching any type of, like, YouTuber camera at the time, I probably would have reviewed it, so. Yeah, yeah, that's true, that's true. But we stayed in touch over the years. I mean, gosh, it's 20, it's almost 2022 now. Yeah. Um, we've been old friends for a while. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's been really exciting to follow your journey as a YouTuber and an editor for really big YouTubers and doing some really fun stuff. I mm-hmm. want to talk about like um, YouTube editing. Um, you know, we obviously had Hayden Hillier Smith on, and we talked yeah, a lot yeah. about that. And I'd love to get your take on um, just kind of the current state of YouTube, and then um, you know things that you have planned in the future. But first off, like I feel like I've I've 
like I said, we've kind of been acquaintances. We've been talking. We've been in groups, you know, the Slack group and texting each other. Yeah. Uh, but I really don't know your backstory. Can you, like, tell me? I mean, you're 26, so you're an old man. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's weird to hear. Yeah. I'm 31. So, I mean, that's really okay. weird to hear. So That's I'm, not bad. Yeah. I know, but, like... <laughs> when i turned 30 it was like no big deal and then when i turned 31 i was like oh shoot i'm in my 30s <laughs> yeah yeah that's a big number yeah, that was yeah. big but mm-hmm. um yeah anyways tell me about yourself like are you a were you a filmmaker video guy growing up did you enjoy making videos with your friends like kind right, of what, right. what was your your journey into video production yeah. Um, I, I don't know exactly how I got into it other than my mom had like a tape camera um, that like the only way you could view it was like by plugging in into the TV and, and playing it back yes. uh, and rewinding and like recording over stuff you already re- recorded. Absolutely. Um, Those old VHS so, cameras. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so or I camcorder. just like filmed. Yeah. Camcorder. Uh, so I just filmed like uh, adventures around the neighborhood, like going sledding or playing tag or just running around and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then somehow uh, I, I got like another, like a di- my first digital camera from like cash converters, like a, like a thrift store or a, a pawn shop or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, slowly just got into like windows movie maker and eventually iMovie got like a Mac and uh, <laughs> started doing like uh, videos in, in uh, high school uh, mm-hmm. and, and like school projects and all that stuff. Which is when I um, thought I met you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I uh, just, yeah, kept trying to do YouTube since like 2008, um, like falling in love with like Smosh and Fred at the time. And, uh, and then yeah. trying to do YouTube since then. Um, and finally, I don't know, in 20, I'm, I'm skipping a lot of stuff, but in, in, in 2019 and 2020, I finally got to do like full time. Uh, yeah. but it was, it took a, took a long, long while <laughs> to get I feel, here. I do feel like you're kind of, uh, a real success story for, uh, your generation. Like there's so many, um, <laughs> aspiring YouTubers that are your age and especially the Gen right. Zers, right? Like, I guess, are you a Gen Zer? I, whatever. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I just made millennial. I'm, I'm 95. You're, so you're like right in the middle. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're, yeah, you're right. Not even in the middle. You're, you're. No, I'm like, edge. I'm like, I'm like a month away from being a Gen Z. I think. <laughs> Do you remember life with no internet? Not really. Uh, roughly. I mean, I played like PBS Kids, like video <laughs> oh, games on the computer. Um, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Me too, man. So. I played. Um, <laughs> oh, what was that one game? It was like you had little like monsters. It was almost like Pokemon, but. Um, Neopets? Yeah, that was it. That was it. Yeah, Neopets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I freaking love that. Yeah. And Homestar Runner. The, those I, didn't, I didn't play that one. No, yeah. it, was a, it was a TV show on oh. on a website, and it was all Flash-based. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But anyways, uh, you you basically just... It sounds like you essentially just hustled your way into becoming a YouTuber. What was that journey like? How did you pay the bills <laughs> to get there? <laughs> Yeah. Um, well, I, I guess the, the thing is that I didn't really hustle. Uh, I, I was like, uh, I, at, in like 2014, I got into like Gary Vaynerchuk, um, yeah. like his content and started thinking more and, and Casey Neistat and all that. And like, try to think more about, um, 
yeah, hustling and, and doing work and putting yeah. in the effort and all that and, and being more intentional with what I'm doing. But I mean, I, I worked at Best Buy. I worked at Earl's. <laughs> I, I worked at like, like restaurants and, and whatnot, like, you know, what's, any, any retail job. What's at Earl's? Yeah. Is that a Canadian It's thing? a restaurant. Yeah, it's a restaurant. It's like a chain in Canada. By the way, everybody, Matt is Canadian. Uh, if you can't pick up on yeah. it already, I didn't. I didn't even hear anything really. So, no, yet. you I haven't said yeah. about I yet. I have an accent. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh. Yeah. So I, I basically just like took retail jobs and hated a lot of it. Um. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not very good with like discipline, so I can't just force myself to do something I'm not really interested in. Um, I'm, I'm trying to work on that now. Cause I need to do that for like editing. Like I need to just like, sometimes <laughs> I don't want to do it, but I just got to do it. So, um, do you, do you yeah. think that you're an editor? Like, or is it just kind of a means to an end for you? Because I can relate to the, the latter. Like I don't <laughs> necessarily love editing, but I love the process and I love the result and right. you know, it's expensive and hard to find somebody to edit for me mm-hmm. so yeah. i just kind of end up doing it like do you find that you actually do you recognize that you are an editor you do you enjoy editing yeah i i struggle with like knowing if i'm like just an editor or if i'm a creator as well i feel like focusing on editing right now is what i should be doing because it seems it, it seems to make sense for right now Mm-hmm. Um, and there's such a high demand for editors, like so many oh, people yeah. are looking for, for good editors and, and especially um, who are specialized as YouTube specific editors. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that you have that baseline understanding of retention mm-hmm. and algorithm and all that type of stuff. Um, yeah. your traditional TV editor, you'd have to essentially spend a couple months teaching them these things. And then not only that, they have to end up kind of caring about it, uh, passionately. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, yeah, it is a yeah. valuable trait that you know you're a valuable asset right now. <laughs> right, right, and and I, I find that a lot of creators, the more I talk to like more creators, that, that they're looking for like a, a storytelling editor more yeah. than just like cool graphics and and like jump cuts and whatnot. Like there's more to it than just you know the the typical YouTube things. Um, yeah. So totally. it feels very very niche down. So I. I feel like I can't let go of it right now. Yeah. And I enjoy it. I do enjoy it too. It's a lot of fun. Well, yeah, I mean, it's kind of the dream to be working with all these different people that, um, you know, and you get to kind of bounce around it. It gives you a variety. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's oh. get into that. Like if I go on your, if I go on your YouTube channel, the banner says, Matt Mort, I edit other people's YouTube videos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what do you mean by that? Who do you work for? Who are, who are the most regular people currently and then, you know, I'd love to hear some, you know, crazy stories about your time working for all sorts of these different creators. For but, sure. Um, yeah, um, who, who are you currently working with? Yeah, currently I'm just editing for Downey Live. So Michael oh, cool. Downey, he, he does like a, a lot uh-huh. of travel and hidden gems videos. Um, and uh, that's like my full time thing. It's been pretty much pretty much just focused on him like this whole year. Um, we're currently working on like a, a cross Canada series. that's like for TV and his YouTube channel. Uh-huh. So that's like fun to, to play around with and, and try out. But, um, so that's, that's, uh, yeah, just working with him. Um, I, I worked with like a, I don't know, like Quebecop for like a month. 
Um, okay. Uh, I worked obviously with like Brad with Discover Connection for. Uh, yeah, that was the one that I remember. You, I remember that yeah. was the the one you were working with last time I talked to you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I worked with a couple other creators here and there. What's been um, your What's been your perspective of? different creators i mean everybody has a different kind of language and storytelling mm-hmm. um thing but is there anything that you've noticed in all of these different creators and even in yourself um that is similar is there something about all of them or th- are they all just super different so that's a good question uh, i'm not too sure they uh <laughs> hmm. i mean think about it like I, I was talking about this uh, in the last episode with another guest who's a YouTuber and it's like the reason that I love YouTube isn't even just because I enjoy making videos. It's also because I get to be one of those guys that gets to hang out with other YouTubers and I mm-hmm. love YouTubers because I don't know why it's just like we all share a very similar like mindset and yeah we kind of all just respect one another I feel like there's really no competition, even though right. there's similar channels. And, you know, in my case, when I was doing camera stuff, you have, you know, all sorts of different guys, Gerald Undone and Joshio and, mm-hmm. uh, Sarah Dietschy, I Justine, all these people, but like, yeah. we're all, it feels like we're just colleagues. It doesn't feel like any type of competition. Um, right, right. And it, when you're all together in one room, like those, like going to VidCon or Vid Summit or any of these types of places, it's just so, um, ener- it's so energizing to be around other creators. And yeah, yeah, um, I'm with you there. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't fully understand it either. Like I, <laughs> for some reason, that's that's kind of the goal for me is just like surrounding myself with YouTubers or people in the YouTube world or creator economy world. Like I just want to be yeah. in that world, no matter what I'm doing. I don't know why fully, <laughs> but yeah, I feel you. Yeah, I don't. I don't know either. I think it's just a lot of it is the freedom of being able to kind of just do whatever the heck you want and finding an audience that likes it, and um, the that's just mm-hmm. such a free way to be a creative. Like you don't have yeah. a client per se. You just have your own the the limit is your own uh creativity and work yeah. ethic you know yeah yeah so, i agree um so let's talk about the storytelling on uh youtube and what you're talking about how a lot of people <laughs> that you've been working with are looking specifically for good storyteller storytelling editors obviously yeah. we spoke with hayden and you mentioned you listened to that <laughs> one and like you know he's a great storyteller editor and in a way, he, along with Mr. Beast and others, have kind of been shaping YouTube, um, c- yeah. going from just meme reviews, which <clears throat> PewDiePie does so well, and you know others continue to do reaction-based channels, and they seem to do really well because they're they're very like easy to digest. They're funny. Yeah. It's just like quick, fun entertainment. Um, but these story-based videos that you're doing with Downey Live and um, the things that are really popping off on the trending page on YouTube are really trending towards good storytelling in a very cinematic way. Can you talk about that and what your thoughts are as an editor, um, the yeah. current landscape? Yeah. Um, I think for, uh, for me, I'm, I'm, I'm very much just into um, kind of, uh, this kind of relates uh, with like productivity YouTubers or, 
uh, or just in general, just like value, like what value am I giving to people or what value am I getting from, from, uh, what I consume on online. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I want to make sure that whatever people are consuming that I make is valuable to them. I don't want to just be making some sort of day in the life video that I'm just going to get Starbucks or whatever. Like, I don't <laughs> want to make a video that has no meaning or purpose, um, which I did a lot of uh, back in the day. But I, I but now to, just like... You had so, to experiment to figure oh, it yeah, out. Yeah. Of know. course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't be too um, hard on yourself. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. People, yeah, it's it's fair to experiment and stuff. But um, I, yeah. I feel like uh, it's a lot of like, um, I mean, I, I guess it kind of starts with like just cutting out the fluff, like the the stuff that you don't really need, like the, the uhs and ums the gaps and all that stuff and like it kind of into the pacing a bit. Um, but then there's like the, the emotional tie to it of like, uh, like if someone's telling you a story, I don't know if, like you've, you've probably been to a party or just met someone and they've been telling you a story and you're like, what's the point of this? Or like, why, or where, where is this leading to? Like, what are you telling me right now? That's the um, worst when you're at a party and yeah. somebody's just telling this story and it's just going on and on and on. And then they get to the yeah. punchline and it's like, is that it? Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. 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 So like, it feels like a waste of time or it just feels like you want to be doing something else. Um, and, and I feel like <laughs> just having some sort of emotional connection or just making someone feel something yeah, just gives them more value than like a, a standard which i guess like something like a, a meme review you can have that because you can have some some laughs and like you feel good afterwards you feel yeah. connected to someone um but i feel like making content that people kind of step away after and and feel like impacted like yeah. they, they, it, it sticks with them afterwards totally. is going to be a lot more meaningful for sure exactly yeah. um one when you say that there's a video that was on trending a couple months ago from yes theory that sticks mm -hmm. in my mind when you say that and it's the skydiving um yeah film that right. they did uh i forget the title of that video but yeah it was I just know. such a powerful story and the kind of crazy things that happened to the main character mm -hmm. it was like uh you know it's just it's just as memorable as you know a, a great netflix show you know or movie yeah and exactly. yeah, yeah. um i think really what's happening is that youtube is just maturing and becoming you know the next version of television and right. so therefore the production value is continuing to get better and better um mm -hmm. what are your thoughts on because i i've kind of always theorized on the kind of intentional crappiness of the way things are shot on the in the pop culture world of YouTube. Uh, yeah. If you think about David Dobrik and Logan Paul, um, mm -hmm, they're mm -hmm. the biggest YouTubers in the world, and they don't hire like a film crew. They they have millions of dollars. They could hire um, somebody to come out with an Ari Alexa and sure, sure. you know have like a boom mic miking everything. What yeah. is it about the kind of handheld? running gun shot on iPhone or shot on a DSLR with no microphone. What is it about that, that in your opinion right. that continues to exist even today in 2021? Yeah. Well, uh, it seems to make sense. Just like it's the relatability factor that like mm -hmm. I, I am you, uh, or like just, it's like, um, like, uh, you know how like 
Charlie D'Amelio or like the, 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 uh, the founder or whatever of TikTok said that they like handpicked people or like tried to find yeah. like Charlie D'Amelio and, uh, Addison Ray and all that and, and grow them to be like the stars so that people want to join TikTok and like do the same thing or be like them. And they're just filming no, it. I, I haven't heard that. Can you, oh, you haven't heard that? Can oh. you reiterate that for, also for our listeners too? Like what's sure. what what is that that you're talking about there? I, I I think it's basically like um if you want someone to like join a community, there has to be sort of uh, I don't know what the term is, but there has to be like a I guess shining stars or like the people that stick out from the community, mm-hmm. um, almost like, like the hype house or something like Colin Smear did a, an episode, I think on this, um, like the hype house has, uh, it, it is like known just because like Charlie D'Amelio or, or like a big star was in the hype house and then they oh. left and then they had a successful career or whatever, or like SNL or whatever sure. people join yeah. SNL. And then afterwards they have a successful career. Um, yeah, that's a good so, point. That's a good one to. That's a yeah. good one for boomers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think that's what uh, what what TikTok did um, was was find like people that they could give success yeah. stories to, and then people want to be like that. But they they shot stuff on on iPhones, and everyone has pretty much everyone has an iPhone or a smartphone, um, and they can just shoot whatever they want. And I think that's part of why people on YouTube, yeah. why Logan Paul. David Dobrik just shoots on like a a simple camera also because yeah. it's easier to film. Like of it's course, probably easier yeah. to film like David Dobrik fooling around with his friends instead of like a whole crew, like yeah. documenting. I mean, and he's it, doing like a series now, but yeah. Yeah, he is. Well, that's the thing is like those types mm-hmm. of productions can still exist, but it's still on a completely different medium. You know, that's yeah. on, uh, a streaming, you know, discovery yeah, yeah. plus show or whatever. And, if, and then obviously Logan Paul did the fight and that was broadcast mm-hmm. professionally just like any other fight. Yeah, yeah. So currently it just seems the like, yeah, like YouTube has always been all about, I mean, it's YouTube. Like it's all about mm-hmm. just pe- normal people. And, yeah. you know, for some reason, like as iPhones get better and as, um, you know, 4K cameras get cheaper and cheaper, you know, over time, things will start to look better and better. And, you know, the iPhone 13 yeah. looks so freaking good now. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, it shoots ProRes. You know, you can shoot right, like right. 10-bit uh, ProRes files on an iPhone, which is absurd. Wow. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, it just, you basically want it to feel like the, the creator is sort of intentionally shooting it as if, you were also yourself used being any normal average Joe pulled out your phone and filmed something. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. They wanted to feel the exact same as any normal person would capture something on their phone. So that way it feels authentic. It makes Mm -hmm, sense. mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And it's, it's kind of like the, like with Logan Paul's example, like it's like you see him boxing in this like crazy TV like or, or even like uh, a celebrity, like you you follow a celebrity on Twitter. It's mm-hmm. like an inside to their look or, or in, inside to their life or like Instagram or whatever. You see them on the big screen, and then you can go and check your phone and see them like just like having yeah. spaghetti or something. Um, and yeah, it's, it's like exactly. a yeah, it's like an inside look. It's like it is the uh, what's the the relationship where you have like a you feel like you have a relationship to so like your the person you follow, but only through a screen. I forget what it's called. Para, para something. Oh yeah. Para, yeah. Para, para I social. Know. Yeah. That sounds about right. 
Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, back to what you were just saying, essentially what you're saying and what I guess the CEO of TikTok said is that they literally picked a couple of people and essentially <clears> just pushed a button and said, these are, these are the, uh, you know, the, if in to compare it to the matrix, like these are the chosen yeah, yeah. ones, right? right? Like, yeah, yeah. And they chose them intentionally to be, um, very relatable and normal, you know, so somewhat, but mm-hmm. isn't that also kind of like jacked up? Like it's pretty messed up in a way too. Cause like, yeah, that D'Amelio documentary really shows like how, hard it's been for them on their family mentally yeah. i mean she was just a she was an un, she still is underage right like yeah yeah i think so, so she, yeah. we're talking about a a childhood that may mm. have been taken away from her right uh and in the moment it feels like oh my gosh we're making money we're famous whatever but yeah that's um, yeah. gonna that that decision that tiktok made is going to have ramifications on that young lady yeah. as she becomes a woman and as she becomes mm-hmm, a, mm-hmm. maybe a mother one day and like yeah it's just uh it's strange that we live in this world <laughs> where i you know something like that could happen i mean that's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i don't know if an american company would do that that <laughs> i don't know maybe not but maybe i don't know i, you, I wouldn't put it past some people <laughs> i feel yeah, like i mean possible. all the silicon valley companies are pretty uh pretty crazy honestly i mean face, mm-hmm. facebook famously is a real a, I mean, a right mess <laughs> i also I, I listened to a podcast a while back of uh like tinder did the same thing essentially when they like started blowing up or, or they wanted to find people uh-huh. they would get like they'd go to college campuses and they would find the the most popular kids to be on to tinder uh-huh. and so they're like oh my god josh is on tinder oh my god Brittany's on tinder i don't want to yeah date them it's almost like yeah yeah oh that's like even that's even worse in a way like that's (laughs) really that's really slimy yeah yeah. Uh, we were talking about uh my wife today actually we were just in the car and she was like i heard that facebook changed their name or something i'm like yeah they i'm like well facebook the you know they own all these different things like oculus and instagram and all that and so they you know on the stock market basically for it to read facebook doesn't make any sense anymore because they encompass all these apps so they right. just changed it to meta blah 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 <clears throat> and i was we were just talking about it and then she was like what was that movie the social distancing or something i was like the <laughs> social, social network, network. <laughs> and yeah. she was like oh my gosh it's been covid for too long i forgot the name <laughs> of the social network and she just like what's that movie the social distancing <laughs> I, thought that was yeah, so, yeah. I thought that was so funny that's um, funny so with so let's just talk currently again with the Downey Live channel. Mm-hmm. Um, you know he's about to hit three hundred thousand subs. Um, yeah, he's got yeah. you know several videos with over hundred thousand views and many that perform um, you know really well. <clears throat> what when you're working with him? I mean, let's see. He's got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight ish. That it's almost eight that are over a million. So what do you do with him? Like what do you actually uh, strategize anything with him or does he just kind of hand you the footage and you run, you go from there? Um, how does he kind of craft his stories? Do you yeah. do it with you or? Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's 
Pretty solid. We have uh, I'm still trying to work on my personal communication skills, um, but he's <laughs> he's great at communicating. Um, he gives me like a a whole email uh, like breakdown of like the footage. Usually, like there's some like that are pretty self-explanatory, but uh, he usually gives me like a whole breakdown and like uploads it onto Dropbox and like folders, nice. like numbered folders um, for each different scene, which is great. Uh, and then like a little description of like this is what I was thinking here. Um, and then he also like records, uh, like while he's in the moment or, or before he like records something, he'll, he'll say, Hey Matt, I'm thinking about doing this scene in like a discovery way. Like I'm on a treasure hunt or whatever. Ah, uh, and cool. then, and then I can play into that. Um, interesting. So he's giving yeah. you kind of notes as he's shooting it. Yeah. Yeah. Clever. Yeah. And then he's, he's also open to me giving ideas for, uh, for future videos or for, like a current video that I'm working on. If I like hey, a drone shot of this would be really sweet. Just like to establish where you are. Uh, he'll like go out and, and shoot that drone shot for me. Oh, cool. Depending on as long as he's not like traveling or something, but if it's like accessible, he will do it. Um, yeah. Stock but footage. He's, uh, Stock footage yeah, is yeah. your friend sometimes. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but he's, uh, yeah, he's, he's great at like kind of collaborating and, and um, he's, he's gives a lot of creative freedom uh, for me, which is great. Now, what's the yeah. what's the technicalities of that uh, that makes that doable on a remote uh, relationship? Is it shot in 1080p, or does he like convert right. it to like a lower res proxy file or something, or no, does he just have it's... blazing fast internet? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, currently, because he's like traveling, um, like he's he's not great internet speed, um, but he gets what he can from like hotels and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, but he's, he's uploading like 4k files, uh, and wow. it's roughly eight hours, maybe, uh, like, uh, an episode, uh, for the, eight for the cross Canada. Yeah. Roughly. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> those are, um, those are beefy projects, dude, to edit. They can through. be. Yeah. Well, the, the past couple, like the episode two and three have been a lot smaller file size, but episode one was like 2.4 terabytes just like alone and you do it Um, over the internet yeah well uh, so just the the project file like was was like on my computer was um like 2.4 terabytes but but i mean if if you're shooting 4k and it's eight hours i mean i would imagine that you're downloading what like 300 gigs or something yeah i'll have to check but it's 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 something something big um but it, <laughs> i basically have it's i have it set up on my computer so i've uh like dropbox just like automatically downloading to my computer um so it doesn't have to i don't have to wait or whatever yeah. um How much, so it's you, yeah do you use uh internal storage or is it just targeted to like an external drive or uh yeah so dropbox is, is currently on internal but i i like you wipe it. transfer it i transfer it onto yeah yeah onto uh, yeah, ex- external like, you gotta have like an eight terabyte internal drive or something <laughs> yeah yeah no no i can't do that <laughs> do you now do you have anything to do with his thumbnails uh a little bit on the more recent ones um i've i've edited a couple but uh he he mainly does them himself um but okay. he's he's obviously like he's he's open to my thoughts and he will send me like a few options to get my thoughts on it all. And yeah. Uh, yeah. But for the, for the past few and for like the upcoming ones, I I'm uh, assigned to do those ones. So uh, 
yeah, I'm, I'm working on those nice. now. But. So to somebody who may come up to you and say, Matt, I want to be a YouTube editor. Uh-huh. Um, what, what do you, what do you have to say for those people who are listening, who, who do want to actually do this? And, you know, we're, right. we started the conversation saying there's so many YouTubers desperate to find YouTube editors. How do they, how do they get started? Yeah. Um, well, first off, I'm, I'm fucking glad that like people want to be an editor. Cause I, I feel like that's, sorry for swearing. I don't know if you cannot. Did you, swear, but... I didn't hear, I didn't hear <laughs> okay, a swear. Do, okay. Never mind. Uh, never mind. The um, internet must've like skipped over that. Yeah. Yeah. It's all good. Uh, the, the can Canadian, uh, prime minister. <laughs> yeah. They're listening. Won't they're allow it. The Canadians are so nice that they yeah, won't, yeah. they won't allow you to swear. Over Zoom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but, uh, I, I think, uh, yeah, we need more editors, um, in just in the creator economy, the creator world. Um, and I think, uh, finding just like finding someone that you, uh, really look up to, like as a creator, like who do you watch, um, and, and study their content and, and try to emulate their vibes, their cuts, their feel and stuff. Um, but I, I feel like the the most rare editors right now are the storytelling editors. Yeah. So I would study like Hayden Hillary Smith. Um, I would study like Yes Theory. Uh, I'm reading a book now that was also recommended by Hayden. Um, I, I, it's a uh, Save book? the Cat. Save yep. the Cat. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so that's that's super great. Um, uh, I read Dude Perfect's but... been doing some really good stuff too, even oh, with yeah? storytelling. Yeah, uh, okay. surprisingly enough, they you kind of imagine them just the trick shot guys, but yeah, yeah. Even they're having to really convert their format to a more mm. story driven thing. So interesting. It's yeah. not like you don't have like crazy um, emotional things happening necessarily. It's yeah, just yeah. like the way it's formatted there's like a beginning a middle and an end you know uh-huh, uh-huh. yeah i mean I, I feel like everyone's gonna be moving in that direction uh like sooner or later too because like even like like mr beast I, I feel like a lot of people are trying to emulate or copy his style which is very fast cutting sort of just like keeping your attention the whole time but i i feel like him himself is gonna want to uh move into more of a storytelling sort of feel like he does have storytelling pit bits in his videos but like they're not like uh, it's sometimes like i don't know he, he he'll give money away and uh and we hear their story for a little bit like like the thank you so much is going to help like my my kids eat or my my college fund or whatever uh-huh. um and then we just like move on like we don't have time to to really feel like that person's story or feel like oh wow like this is really deserving for this person um and I, I feel like there's elements of it that that are missing. Um, that like him or Iraq or whoever, like all these YouTubers, I feel like are gonna want to to move into that. Hopefully, I mean that's that's yeah. a hypothesis or whatever. But um, well, the flip side yeah. of that too is like um, the Price Is Right is the longest running show in the history of mm-hmm. television, and. Mm-hmm. You know, game shows have always existed as long as television has really been around, right. um, and they continue to exist. And they continue mm-hmm. to, to up the ante. Uh, one show that I really love was called Wipeout. Do you remember that, or did you ever see yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. 
Actually, um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just when that came out, it was such a ridiculous concept, you know, people right. doing this obstacle course and getting smacked in the face with mm-hmm, these mm-hmm. giant foam things and then the, the big balls that they had to bounce off of and stuff. So, yeah. Um, I think there's always room for mindless entertainment, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, because most people have jobs they don't enjoy and they want to just escape and laugh for a little bit, right. you know? So, yeah. But, yeah. That being said, um, you know, Wipeout isn't winning an Oscar or, or anything like that. So sure, you, yeah, yeah. Storytelling will always exist as well. I remember when yeah. Casey Neistat, he made a video, How to Vlog Like Casey Neistat by Casey Neistat. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and he talks about all the same things. And that was four years ago. He talks about how even with his daily vlogs, he tried to find ways to, to have an act one, an act two, and an mm-hmm. act three in every vlog. And that's... It almost sounds impossible to do if you're just doing it every single day as a vlogger, but um, that's what made him so good is that he was able yeah. to find little things to uh, be a you know traditional filmmaking storyteller, but in the YouTube kind of package. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, kind of making like mundane life <laughs> seem like a, a story or a movie. Yeah, which absolutely. Is, yeah, that's what I really loved about him. Yeah. So what are you, what are your personal like aspirations beyond you know continuing to edit with with other great YouTubers? Like, do you have uh, any type of things that are you're cooking in your brain for yourself? Yeah, um, yeah, I've been thinking about like uh, with like I feel like a lot of people want an editor that's like just focused on editing and not being a creator themselves because also a lot of editors are wanting to build their own thing as well. Yeah, um, but. I do feel like they come hand in hand sometimes. So I kind of do want to build my own brand up a bit more uh, of being a video editor and, and sharing my, my thoughts or skills or whatever. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I, I want to, um, yeah, I want to experiment with different, uh, different, did you hear cats? I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <sorry. laughs> um, What's up, Katie? Um <laughs> I want to experiment <laughs> with uh, uh, different different creators and then trying different like um, styles, I guess. Um, because like you know, I went from like editing gaming content to like editing uh, Danny Live and Discover Connection, and like there there's different uh, formats. And I, I I'd love to try editing like for for uh, for Dude Perfect or uh, Mr. Beast or whoever um, yeah. Sidemen. Uh, and just like play around with that and, and, uh, see how, I, like what I can bring to the table and what I can improve. And, uh, I think it should be, yeah, I, I don't like being stagnant for too long. Um, which yeah. uh, definitely helps with like, with Danny live, like we're, we're advancing and making bigger and, and different types of contents. Um, yeah, he, now, seems, but... he seems very driven and, you know, mm-hmm. he, he's growing himself as a creative too. That's what you want. Yeah to find somebody yeah. to, to partner with that's willing to grow with you. Yeah. Which I, I, I feel like it's probably like one of the more exciting things for, for Hayden with like editing for Logan is like seeing the advancements that Logan's making and like yeah. you get to edit a story based off of like this guy slowly becoming, you know, who he is right now. Um, yeah. Yeah. So totally. That's, that's gotta be exciting. Yeah. Although I was, uh, I saw him in California about a month ago and mm-hmm. he was expressing how it's like it is kind of weird. Like I haven't done anything since the Mayweather fight. <laughs> he's oh, like, oh yeah, I'm uh, yeah. I mean, he's 
I mean, Logan hasn't posted anything on his channel. Oh, um, I know. Yeah. Since then. Well, he's um, in Europe or something now, right? He's doing. He's do- I mean, he's obviously doing the podcast. Um, but. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But um, I mean, when you make that kind of money, <laughs> it's yeah. kind of like you could just make it. You could just train all year, mm-hmm. do the fight do the mega fight, get all the money, and then you don't have to work anymore for the rest of the year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I feel like he might be also just waiting for, like, or, or not, he doesn't have to just force the next content. Idea. Like, yeah. yeah, he doesn't need to be posting weekly. He's, like, able to just, mm-hmm. like, yeah, like, with, like, the Pokemon cards. Like, he didn't have to think well, about that one too much, you know? Him and Jake for- have now crossed over to, like, true celebrity status now with the fighting yeah um yeah the fact it's really interesting snl did a sketch you know mm-hmm. making fun of jake paul and yeah um, you know colin and samir mentioned that on their channel like if logan or jake was a guest host at this point yeah. it, it wouldn't really be a surprise and it would right it, it would make sense for snl to do that to like yeah get the younger generation to watch that's true um, but yeah um Cool. I lo- I love I love where you're headed. I love your ideas here and uh, everybody go follow Matt on Twitter and Instagram um, at Matt Mort on uh, at Matt Mort <laughs> underscore on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. And then, sadly. Oh uh, yeah. I I, <laughs> I did that as well. I'm I, I and then same for Instagram as well. So at least it's consistent. Yeah. Matt, at Matt Moore underscore and then Matt Mort uh, YouTube channel. And then obviously uh, if you want to actually see his, his work that he's currently working on, subscribe to Downey live and yep. uh, post a comment and say, Matt Mort is the best editor on YouTube. Great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I think uh, I, if, if uh, I don't want to plug too much, but um, if anyone out there is looking to become an editor or if anyone out there is an editor themselves, um, but connect with me or send me a message. I'm, I'm trying to, I want to connect more creators to editors and more editors yes. to each other. So, um, yeah, I feel like there needs to be a bit more of an ecosystem, uh, out there for editors yes. for sure. So, so everybody so. that's an open invitation, go follow Matt, um, yeah. shoot him a message and he'll, he'll respond. Um, Matt, it was yeah. a pleasure having you on the show, man. Thank you so much. Thanks man. Was there Appreciate anything else it. that you wanted to talk about? I don't know. I didn't. I didn't really. I didn't come with any questions myself. But let me. Well, then let me end with this. If you could change one thing about YouTube, what would it be? If you had like a magic wand. Um, that's a big question. Okay. Yeah, I know. Um, that's why it's my closer. <laughs> I know. If you got time, you can cut this out. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, that's fine. <laughs> one thing about YouTube. Change one thing. Or add, um, you could add something that isn't there, you know, a feature, um, some sort of really cool analytic uh, stat or like, you know, a lot of people want to do A-B th- thumbnail testing and stuff. But if you want to do something bigger than that, um, if you literally have a magic wand, uh, mm-hmm. I think I would want instant processing <laughs> like once it's uploaded oh, yeah. no processing time like waiting it's so annoying mm-hmm. having to wait for the processing or uh um crazy ken from computer clan who we had on two weeks ago he mentioned uh like vimeo has the ability and they've always had this ability to replace the video using the same uh, URL, using the same url i like so that. like 
I feel like it happens all the time where maybe you accidentally, you know, put something out there that you don't want mm-hmm. to, or yeah. you get demonetized because of a song that's like halfway through on accident. Mm-hmm. And so if you could re-edit it, cut that out and then replace the original file, yeah. um, and keep the same URL. Um, right. so it doesn't mess anything up in terms of views or like embeds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I would imagine, cause there's no technical reason why they wouldn't do that. There must be like a philosophy reason with that. Like they want, yeah. they don't want people to like go back and change things. Kind of like how Twitter will never put an edit button yeah, on button. it. Yeah. I feel like it's probably because of like, yeah, people like someone could have a video with like a billion views and then like change it to be like some weird political thing or whatever. Yeah. And it's um, like this weird political video has a billion views on it. Yeah. 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 Um, I think uh, that's a good point. Yeah. But Vimeo is more for professionals and we only use it for professional reasons. So it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think one thing that I might add to YouTube, um, I guess it's more of like a, a side thing. It's like, it's not really with the, the platform itself per se. Um, but I, I'm, I'd be really curious to see just like, uh, the credits of like the YouTube videos, like who oh, edited yeah, this, yeah. who produced this. Like, I'm, I want to know who's that's a like, good one. It's, yeah. yeah like it's that. more than just the creator. I'm, I'm very curious as to like who worked on every video I watch. Um, so yeah. something like that would be, yeah. I mean, think about Mr. Beast and how many um, people are behind the camera now with yeah. him, with the sound guys, with the mm-hmm. uh, the set design people. Yeah, the you know, especially I'm sure... his Squid Game video that's coming out. I know. So many and people yeah, like, got working on. I feel like it's, you know, it it doesn't necess- it probably wouldn't even mean much to most people, but just yeah. like just like television or film, you know, mm-hmm, most people mm-hmm. don't watch the credits, but at least it's yeah. there and it's just kind of a courtesy to the creators you know? yeah, so yeah yeah that's actually a good suggestion i, I like that one all yeah. right matt thank you so much we'll talk right. again soon i'll talk to you maybe next year when you're editing for mr beast okay sounds good <laughs>